rainbow bright. Welcome to Brightcast. Thank you for downloading. My name is Renee Stowe of rainbowbright.co.uk. And I am Katie Carty Hiley of rainbowbright.net. Welcome to episode number 13 of Brightcast for April 2015. But for this lucky number 13, we have a special guest. We have Kenneth Mogan with us today. Hi! Hello, my friends. Kenneth is a longtime Rainbow Bright fan. We've known yes. him in the fandom for quite some time, so we are very privileged to have him on today with us. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we'll get to him in a second. First thing we need to start with, however, is to recap some of the news that we've come across this past month. Indeed, there's been a good deal of it. We talked about, in our last episode, the upcoming dolls, itty-bitties, and book that we had heard about. And we've got more information on that now that we can share with you guys. Hallmark confirmed that in late August of this year, 2015, Hallmark Gold Crown stores will feature a new collection of classic Rainbow Bright Kids products, including a book, doll, and other plush characters, which includes Starlight and Twink, as well as Rainbow Bright character Itty Bitties, joining the popular line of four-inch tall plush toys. There will also be a 2015 keepsake ornament, that will also be in the classic Rainbow Bright style. And these products will be available in participating Hallmark stores in the US and online at hallmark.com. And most of the pictures they supplied us with were ones that I had already seen from that anonymous source. Although now they are online for everyone to view. So if you haven't seen these yet, if you go to blog.rainbowbright.net, you can see them in their full glory. And they are adorable. But the only one that is different that we had not seen yet were designs for Red Butler and Indigo Itty Bitties. Uh, what we had seen previous was just Rainbow Bright and three sprites. So it was super exciting to see that they're going to be throwing some more color kids in there, probably. Although these are just concept images and they could still change before production time come August. But definitely check that out if you have not already. Which one are you most excited about, Kenneth? I am so excited about the Twink. Like, I'm looking at it right now, like, I cannot wait. It is the most adorable thing I've seen in forever. Right? He's so cute! And he just looks so soft and squishy and fuzzy. Yes! <laughs> the, the, the itty bitties, they are, they're super, super cute. They totally are. And that gives me hope, you know, the fact that they put in a couple of color kids, that maybe they will do all seven of them eventually. I hope so. Because I know with other properties they've done Itty Bitties for, they don't necessarily roll them all out at once. They'll, you know, release four characters here, then a month or two later they'll release four more, something like that. It's just a staggered thing, so you can kind of collect all along the way. But it makes it interesting when it comes to collecting, because if you miss out on one, then they're not available anymore after a certain point. So you want to get these early once they start coming out, because say they release the first four, once they're gone, they release the second four, the first four may then just not be available anywhere anymore, including online. Like I was looking for Wizard of Oz ones for some friends, and I found a few of the characters I needed, but I wanted the Wicked Witch of the West. But come to find out, she had already come and gone like a few months previous, and people were already putting her on eBay for like two, three times the price that she originally sold for. Oh, so these are highly collectible. Absolutely. Purchase price. What's the ballpark for an itty bitty? 
On their website, they are selling for $6.95, which I believe is the same as the store price. But they do have sales occasionally. They'll have like buy one, get one free type deals. Um, some of these they'll sell in a set, like a collector set of, I think typically it's four if they're from the same property. So there's like a Star Wars set that's got four different characters in it. And it comes in a nice box because the itty bitties are just loose figures. They have, you know, a price tag and a tag on them, but they don't come boxed unless they're in a special set like that. So maybe they'll do a Rainbow Bright set at some point. That would be cool. My retirement fund just depleted. <laughs> <laughs> Over just the itty bitties? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how much the other products are going to run. But they look, you know, pretty high quality. So I imagine they're not going to be super cheap. But I'm okay yeah. with that. Like, I would prefer the quality to cheap price at this point. Well, back in the 1980s, the original 10-inch Rainbow Bright dolls were about $9.95 a piece. The 20 or 18-inch dolls were anywhere between 18 to 24. In the 2004 release of the 20th anniversary doll, she went for about 20. So you take the original price as 9, 20th anniversary was about 20. I, I figure anything that is a reprint of or a recreation of something from the 80s, take the original price and double it. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So that will be interesting to find out. Uh, as soon as I do find out, I will certainly put that information online and let you guys know. But I'm not even sure they've decided on the prices at this point. But the itty bitties, they're all the same price no matter what property they're from. So I can, I think it's a safe bet to say those are going to be $6.95 unless they raise their prices between now and then. They should send them to us so we can review them <laughs> and tell everybody about them. That would be awesome. That would be great. We want all the anybody's right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> send each of us like like three of them, three different ones. So we'll have to scour for the rest of them. <laughs> oh, there will be scouring. Yes. Although I get the feeling that these will be pretty easy to find. From what I've been told, the release of all of these products are going to be staggered over the month of August. Um, I believe starting with the corporate stores. And not all corporate stores at once. It's going to be like in different parts of the country. It's going to roll out on different dates. So that's going to be a little tricky for those of us who want to get them right away. But from what I've seen online, I believe it was a Hallmark employee that commented on something of, of mine on Facebook, that in September, they should be at the franchise stores. So even if you can't get your hands on them in August when they start rolling out, I believe in September, you shouldn't have any problem tracking them down. Don't know that for sure yet. But One thing you should always keep in mind is not every Hallmark store, corporate or otherwise, gets everything the other stores do. Yeah. That's so mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was my thing when they released Ornament a few years ago, as I was really hoping that my store had her, because not all the stores did get her. That's so sad. You would think at least the ornaments, they would all get the same ones. Yeah, that's weird. Huh. But yeah, they're especially like the mall stores are usually a lot smaller than the rest. So I can see just for reasons of shelf space, they probably have to prioritize, you know, what they think is going to sell the best, stock that, and then other things get lower on the priority list. But hopefully they will realize that these are a gold mine and everybody should stock them because everyone <laughs> will buy them. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. I know all the Rainbow Bright fans will. Everyone is so, so stoked 
like even fans I haven't heard from in a while are kind of coming out of the woodwork once they saw the news and were like, what, what, seriously? Uh, and even the more casual fans, you know, a lot of people are talking about buying these for their children. Uh, a few of the comments were actually hilarious. They're like, oh, good. Now I can take my doll back so my child doesn't ruin it and I can give her her own. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, at least so far, calling these kids products. So while we're looking at them more as collector's items, I believe they are actually marketing them for kids to play with, which is good and bad. I mean, the only bad thing I could think of would be maybe they would lower the price and the quality a little bit as opposed to a collector's item that which we would expect the price to be higher on. So the quality could also match that price. What are your thoughts on that? It's definitely sad when you think of the quality of the stuff that we got in 1985. I mean, that stuff was sold for $10 and it was very well made, you know, thank yeah. Mattel. But we don't know who is producing these, well, the itty bitties, yes, but any of these other materials, I, I don't know who is backing them when it comes to production. So I can't say how much they're going to be worth. Yeah, see, I have a two-year-old nephew that loves my Rainbow Bright toys. And he knows he's not supposed to touch some of them. But he will do whatever he can to grab the dolls, or the Puppy Bright especially, and take off. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's something where I know that that if I have that around, he'll he'll find its way to to grab onto, especially the twink. He'll think that's the cutest thing in the world. Um, oh, and is. just take him. Yeah, he had. I had the one of the toys, and he's like, "Oh, they're gonna go swimming and throw them <gasps> in the pond." Oh my god! So, <laughs> I'm like, "Great, great, you're little. I can't, I can't yell at you, but thanks for that." <laughs> Wow. I wonder how big that little guy's supposed to be, the little twink. Yeah, I have no idea. I would imagine he, he'll be about the same size as the original twink dolls. I'm totally guessing there. I wonder if he's going to squeak. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> that would be pretty cute. I agree. But to get that amount of detail, like the pockets on his belt and everything, I think he has to be a decent size. Hopefully we will get more details once they've decided on the design and started production because these are all still just concepts and prototypes and they better fix starlight's mane yes please pretty please make that in rainbow order or it's just gonna hurt my eyes every time i look at it <laughs> i could deal with the head being weirdly sized in relation to the neck but i can't deal with a non-rainbow ordered mane <laughs> but really 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 excited for that merchandise. And then, so it was kind of funny timing. We released our podcast mid-March. And like the next day, we found out about the other Rainbow Bright merchandise that is at some Hallmark stores right now, which are t-shirts, tote bags, mouse pads, mugs, magnets, mirror compacts, and cosmetic bags. And those have actually been going over really well. I've been seeing tons of pictures on Instagram of just casual Rainbow Bright fans going in and go, oh, look what I just found. This just totally made my day. Yes. And these are casual people who don't follow our blogs and, or anything like that. And they thought it was just, yay, something to make me happy. Exactly. That made me super, super happy to see as well. Yeah, my store doesn't have them and I cried. <laughs> that is so sad. Very, very sad. So these are only at corporate Hallmark stores currently, and not even all corporate Hallmark stores, sadly. I actually did a review video, like a product review, 
of these items once I tracked down a store in the somewhat near vicinity of me that I could find them at. I actually drove an hour and a half to find these things, but it was totally worth it. But yeah, I did a review video that talks about where you can find these. And also if you go to the main page of rainbowbright.net, there's actually a link and it'll say, you know, click here for a list of stores. Um, Cause Hallmark sent me a PDF of all the stores that they sent these items to. So you can find the, the closest one nearest to you, but I would still give them a call before you make a trip just to make sure they did in fact get the stuff, um, find out which items they got because not all stores got all the things. Some only got a few. That made me super, super happy to see even if it was a complete shock that we had no idea was coming. It's typically the fans that let me know about stuff because I don't get out that much. So someone contacts me and says, hey, have you seen this yet? I'm like, what? No, awesome. So for instance, with this merchandise, I want to give a huge thanks to fan Brendan Cawley, who called my attention to them. He was, yeah, just randomly at his Hallmark store and was like, oh my God, Rainbow Bright stuff. Uh, and I was actually willing to buy some and send it to me before I found out that there was a store nearby that had some. So huge thanks for him being willing to do that, even though he didn't need to, um, and for telling me about it. And then our friend Michael Ron sent us pictures of some of the items at his local store that he found. That's how we were able to kind of tell all the rest of the fans uh, that this was a thing. That's what I love about the internet. You know, someone finds out and then two, three days later, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I definitely noticed when I first saw the pictures was, of course, these were the pretty much products that you could have gotten on Zazzle, though some of them were slightly different. There's probably different quality of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Would you be able to say whether or not these are something from Zazzle? Because I know that you purchased things from them. I would say the mouse pads, mugs, magnets. Let's see what else. Yeah, those three items, you could get the exact same thing on Zazzle. Those did not look different to me at all, quality-wise or print-wise, color-wise, anything. Because you can change the, co the colors and background colors and the size of things on Zazzle. You can customize your order. So you could absolutely make yours look exactly like the ones that they had for sale in the stores. Now, the t-shirts, this is something I mentioned in the video, but I'll mention it here, too. The print on these t-shirts, and there's two styles. There's a women's three-quarter sleeve, it's a pink sleeve t-shirt with rainbow and twink riding starlight. And then there's the other one that's just a white t-shirt. It says it's a women's t-shirt, but it's not fitted on the sides. So male or female could wear that one. Women's just means it's a little shorter than the unisex or men's shirts would be. But the ones in the store are super high quality print. It's like a textured screen print that's very vivid, brightly colored, really looks like it's gonna hold up well to washing and wearing. It's just, yeah, it's a great quality shirt. And the print size on that pink sleeve shirt is larger than you can customize on Zazzle. So if you go to that shirt and that design on Zazzle and try to enlarge the image to make it that big, it just starts cropping it. Like Starlight's feet start disappearing. <laughs> Yeah. And it starts cutting off the edges of the design. So you can't actually drag it to make it that big. The other design that's just, you know, the rainbow bright and twink with the logo, the size may be about comparable on that one. It might be about the same. Now, apart from the print size issue, there's also a difference in print quality between the shirts you can buy in the Hallmark stores and the ones you get from Zazzle. Uh, like I was saying, it's really vivid, sharp, textured screen print on the ones in the Hallmark stores, but the shirts you buy from Zazzle, it's a heat transfer. It's like a soft, not as clear, not as hard lines. 
more like a heat transfer you could do at home, just I would say higher quality than what you could typically do at home, but still a heat transfer. So it's not going to hold up to washing and wearing as much as the ones from the store are going to do. Um, I verified that twice. Actually, I had a shirt from five or six years ago that when they first started selling Rainbow Bright stuff on Zazzle that I knew was, you know, of lesser quality than the ones in the Hallmark store. But I went ahead and bought a new one just because that one was five or six years old. I thought, oh, maybe they've changed their technology since then. Maybe all of their shirts are these high quality screen prints. But no, I just received the new one in the mail and it's the same print quality as the one from five or six years ago. So you can definitely customize more with the ones online versus the ones in the store, but you're not going to get the high print quality. So even if you can get these online, I would recommend getting them in the store if you can. I believe the price is exactly the same online versus in the store, unless it just doesn't fit and you or you prefer a different design or different color sleeves. You can customize that kind of stuff online. Uh, and this stuff is still available on Zazzle. They haven't taken it down. Although the tote bag, okay, they're selling two tote bags. Um, and it's the same designs as are on the t-shirts. Rainbow and Twink Riding Starlight versus Rainbow and Twink Over the Logo. Now the logo tote bag, you cannot buy on Zazzle anymore. I don't know if you ever could, but currently that design is not available on a tote bag. The other design is, but their tote bags are a slightly different size. It's a bit smaller on their website versus the one I got in the store that's humongous. <laughs> it's like 24 inches wide. But if you want to get the same products, definitely keep an eye on Zazzle because they do have coupon deals and special prices that you can get. Yes, that's a very good point. But the products that are not available on Zazzle are the cosmetic bags and the mirror compacts. I actually went on Zazzle a few days ago just because this stuff started showing up in the store and I got a little nervous since I know that new products are coming out soon. I'm worried that they're going to take stuff off of Zazzle. I have no reason to believe that. Nobody's told me that. That's just a fear in my own head. But because things like that have happened in the past, I was afraid things were going to start disappearing. So I went on and ordered a bunch of binders because they're adorable. <laughs> that does happen because they used to have a specific print, which was the uh, Rainbow Bright Throwing Star Sprinkles. Uh, they took that print down once those started showing up on wallets at, I don't even remember, was it Hot Topic or somewhere? Yeah. But once that print, I assume, had gotten licensed out for another product, they took it off as Azzle and you couldn't get it. Though I have seen it show up under like a binder print. It, they yes. still had like the Rainbow Bright Throwing Star Sprinkles in that which was very odd because you can't find it by itself now. Right. All the binders are downstairs or I would tell you which one, but yeah, it's on the back of one of the binders is that design. But yeah, they, they do cell phone covers and all this other cute stuff. But if a print, I guess, does get licensed out, they, they take it away. And That's I, yeah, a couple of them have, have gone away that way. Not a lot, but a couple of them. Yeah. I like that they still have uh, the original logo. I like that that's still there. And if, you, if it's the same price as what you can get it in the store and you can get it from Zazzle and make it something cute and personalize it to you, I think that's even better. Yeah, if it's the same quality, I would agree. Me too. I'm just sad that I haven't been able to find them yet. <laughs> that Me shirt too. is adorable. Isn't it? And maybe if these sell really well in the corporate stores, maybe they will start trickling down into the franchise stores. I don't know. Uh, but that's how business works typically is like, oh, we're selling a lot of this. 
let's sell more of it. <laughs> I do be. wish that they would also consider plus-size women. There are so many plus-size fans that can't find anything because the shirts don't fit them. Well, the white shirts, I saw it was at least extra large, if not double X, in the store. So they do have those. One of the next things that has come out is the expansion of the Kit Neal uh, clothing, which came out uh, earlier this year. They released a little fashion show where they have made fashions for women. Now, Kit Neal is popular for making men's fashions with bright colors and thought-provoking patterns, I guess you could say. <laughs> thought-provoking <laughs> Things that make you go, huh? But they did some rainbow bright ones. And of the rainbow bright ones, my personal favorite is anything to do with the color pages that look like color pages. They had like a dress and a shirt and some things like that. Then they also have some other ones that uh, concentrate more on other characters, specifically the villains, which I thought was fascinating. You have them having lots of uh, t-shirt designs that they've released that have Lurky on them or Lurky's face, his uh, his little red sneakers. Uh, you have Murky on one. You have that watering can, which I still don't understand that. And then one that's nothing but fuzz. It's like a furry. They had mentioned wanting to bring the furs in to represent, you know, Lurky and the sprites because they were fuzzy. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing to really say that that fuzzy shirt has anything to do with Rainbow Bright. There's no stars on it. There's uh, no color kids. It's just this kind of a teal, blue, greeny, furry shirt. Uh, but some of the other prints, uh, they, they have this the classic Rainbow Bright logo with a crop on um, like a crop top, which I thought was cute. But that came out. I still do not have any idea of prices or availability of any of this stuff. It just shows up. And I think it's cute. And a lot of people don't agree with me. But I think it has a lot of potential. I agree with you. I think they're totally cute. Well, y'all can just walk down the street together holding hands wearing this ridiculous shirt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, my littlest sister, my baby sister, when I ever asked her what Rainbow Bright doll she wanted, she would always say Murky Dismal. Aww. I don't know why, but now that he has these shirts, I totally want to buy one for her for her birthday and send it to her. <laughs> just because she would get a kick out of it. That would be cute. <laughs> the Kit Neal Twitter account said they are coming to stores in June. So we at least have a time frame. But they didn't say which stores, just to stores. So we'll keep an eye out once we figure that out. And at this point, the Kit Neal designs that I know of are in the UK. I don't know if they're going to be in the States. They might be. They can keep them over there. What the <laughs> heck? I mean, why is this person so in love with Lurky? Like, I like Lurky. Don't get me wrong. He's adorable and funny. And he's probably one of my most liked characters. But four shirts just dedicated to Lurky? When you could have done... Lurky needs some love. I was just going to say that. He's left out. <laughs> He's not this left out. Like, who's going to buy a shirt that has a pair of sneakers on it? There are so few people that would get that reference. Hashtag Lurky is love. Yes. <laughs> if you get that love. trending, then I will wear one of these shirts. <laughs> Let's do it, Renee. I accept that challenge. <laughs> but it's just, oh, just that boring white shirt with a face. Or with shoes on it, blah. And then, yeah, two of the shirts just have flowers on them. Oh, yeah, that's real rainbow brighty. They're not even bright. They're just, like, pastel and brown. Blah. And then sweaters? Who's going to wear a sweater in June? 
Maybe in the UK it's still chilly in June, but it's not over here. <laughs> oh, sorry. I gotta hate on the Kit Neal stuff a little bit more. <laughs> Just getting it out of my system. Well, if you're allowed to complain about the Kit Neal the same way that other fans are allowed to dislike the new Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Fair enough. Everyone has, everyone is open to their own opinion. Although I am glad, because one comment I made when this first came out was, why are they devoting their time and resources to this when they could be doing something cooler? But now they are doing cooler stuff. So I, I take that part back. You know, obviously they were already planning to release the t-shirts and stuff in stores. They were already planning to do these dolls. So we just didn't know about it at the time. So at least making this has not taken over any other plans that they were making. So I'm, I'm at least grateful for that this is just another sideline item that's coming out this year so if you like it get it i won't but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> renee we'll get those and we'll we'll wear them for san diego totally. that's, all, that's that, all we'll dress in people are not going to understand this yet because we haven't gotten to that conversation oh that's true <laughs> sorry spoiler <laughs> <laughs> wherever y'all wear it I will be running behind you with a pack of markers trying to color you in <laughs> put some color on that shirt <laughs> oh. well also I wanted you Renee to mention National Find a Rainbow Day I love National Find a Rainbow Day do you know when that even began when did it start no I've, I, kn- I remember I looked it up oh god several years ago because I was doing the April Fool's joke and a couple days later was National Find a Rainbow's Day. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Don't know when it started, but National uh, Find a Rainbow Day, because, you know, here in the United States, we have days for pie, we have days for grandma and grandpa, and we have days for rainbows. Uh, <laughs> and that is uh, April 3rd. It's just National Find a Rainbow Day. Which I think is fascinating, and I think it, it makes people happy. And I want to say kudos to whoever came up with that, because awesome sauce. Totally. I think every day should be National Find a Rainbow Day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have much time to find rainbows that day, because I had a surprise visit from an awesome friend. So we were off doing our thing. But I love that you posted about it online, and the Feelin' Rainbow Bright page posted about it with an adorable picture. So that made me happy. I at least got to see some rainbows without having to search for them. <laughs> if you can't look to the sky to find a rainbow, everyone has markers, crayons, something. Make a rainbow. There you go. Paint a rainbow. In your heart. I actually did that today. I have little stickers at work, um, little flower stickers, and they're different colors. And I was wearing all black because I was at work. And I went and I put rainbow stickers. I put them in the order of a rainbow on my fingers. And just looking down, it just made me happy. Aww. For no reason. <laughs> colors make you happy. Like, it's shiny. It's cute. It's on my fingers. I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> now, other than Find a Rainbow Day, what is this animation tune con? Okay, so I found out about this randomly. I recently friended Alan Oppenheimer on Facebook. The Alan Oppenheimer, known for the voice of Skeletor and Falcor, among others. 
but those are my favorites of his. And someone tagged him in a poster for this convention. So that's how I found out about it. And it is called Animation ToonCon. It's happening on April 25th. I forget the name of the city, but it's really near Los Angeles, California. But if you go on Facebook and look up Memory Lane Animation, that's a Facebook page. And they are the ones organizing this. So they're talking about it and they have a Facebook event made for Animation ToonCon. So if you look for either of those, you should be able to find it. Or just go to the RainbowBright.net Facebook page because I linked to it there. So through any of those venues, you can find out about the convention and see who all is going to be there. And it's just a bunch of voice actors from what I gathered. I think there are also going to be some vendors selling animation cells and things like that. But it's... That's cool. Yeah, right? I wish I could go. But it's mostly going to be a bunch of voice actors that have done cartoons from, I guess, the the, the 80s into the 90s, it looks like, from, from the picture. These are all retro. I don't see any new cartoons on this. Kenny, I am jealous of you even more because you're out there, dude. I know. I was just thinking, I'm like... Oh, you should go and, like, go. report from the scene for us. Yeah. Yeah, totally do that. I totally will. You should. See, the reason I brought it up is because Pat Fraley is going to be there. And we all love Pat Fraley because he was the voice of Lurky, Buddy Blue, Onyx, Baby Bright. Thanks to Renee, we know that. And the evil one. Um, He's going to be at the convention mostly because of his role as Marshall Bravestar in the cartoon Bravestar. I don't know if you ever watched that tune. Um, It wasn't as popular as some of the others in the 80s, but it's still a really good cartoon. I've got it on DVD, and he was the main character in that show. So I think that's what he's there more to talk about and to promote, but I'm absolutely certain that if you went over to his booth or his table or whatever and said, hey, I'm a Rainbow Bright fan, that he would absolutely love to talk to you about Rainbow Bright. So I'm hoping some Rainbow Bright fans go and, I don't know, get a picture with him, say hi. Penny. I will totally go and I will make sure to tell him that Katie does not approve of the lurky clothing, but me and Renee do. So he'll love us more. (laughs) Oh, now I wish that that clothing was out already. So one of you could like take one of the shirts and have him sign it. Oh my God. I I totally, I would totally wear it and be like, can you sign me? (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah. See, Maybe we can just bombard him with Rainbow Bright fans that day and Brave Star will just kind of fall off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, I've never heard of that. But go, please tell me more about Rainbow Bright. <laughs> uh, but he's done so much voice acting and he teaches it now. He's so super talented. Just, I'm sure he'd be a fascinating person to talk to about anything and everything. He rarely goes to conventions also. So this is a great opportunity for anyone that doesn't get to see him. Because, again, he lives in L.A. He lives in, at least in California. So he doesn't really do the convention circuit like others do. Yeah. So this is one of those rare opportunities. I will definitely go. And I think I'll invite my uh, friend Travis to see if if he'd want to go, too. Just because I do think that would be really cool. Just from a, a voice acting standpoint, just to be like, let me pick your brain a little. Yeah. But mostly about Rainbow Bright, but you can throw another step too, but, but mostly <laughs> Rainbow. Do you feel do the lurky voice? No, I'm kidding. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I, w- I would totally ask him and have Travis videotape my reaction. <laughs> because I'm sure I would squeak like a little, like a little girl, just because that would make me so, I'd probably cry. 
I would too. I can't judge. I totally would too. <laughs> Cause yeah, we don't get to meet many of the rainbow bright voice actors. Cause like you said, they don't really do the convention circuit. Well, hopefully one of us at some point will get to a convention with one of the rainbow bright voice actors. Yes. That would be amazing. Um, also Michael Ron lives out in LA and I, you guys are friends on Facebook too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's planning to go to the convention as well. So maybe you, he, and Travis could all get together and bombard Pat Fraley with Rainbow Bright requests. (laughs) I can just imagine how that is going to go. The three of us are so bright and colorful. It's going to be... (laughs) It'll be amazing! Yes! I really want to just hop on a plane and be there. (laughs) That would be epic. Well, speaking of Michael Ron, he actually came out to see the museum here in North Carolina last week. It was so much fun. He was actually out because he got a new job and he was here for orientation and training at the headquarters for the company he's working for, although he's going to be actually working back in L.A. where he lives. But he was out for a few days. So I said, hey, you're like right up the street from me. I'm going to come pick you up. I'm going to show you the museum. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to have some fun. So we got to spend a few hours together. And I actually got to interview him while he was here. So if you go to Brightcast on YouTube or Brightcast on Facebook, it was posted there as well. That'll give you a link and you can watch our almost hour long ridiculous fest of just <laughs> laughing and squeeing. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's just a couple of rainbow bright fans sitting down to squee about rainbow bright basically, which is always fun. And it's somehow more fun in person. Cause you just, I don't know, you feed off of each other's energy and laughter and he's a trip. So we had a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. And if any of you fans want to come visit the Rainbow Land Museum here in Apex, North Carolina, just let me know. We'll set up an appointment and you can totally come out and visit it because I love meeting more Rainbow Bright fans. Yay! Because we are all amazing. Totally! (laughs) (laughs) And one other thing I wanted to bring up real quick. In the last episode, we talked about Rainbow Bright references showing up in pop culture. And since then, I came across another one. Because on Netflix, there's a new show called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is hilarious, by the way. But in episode three, towards the beginning, they make a Rainbow Bright reference. It's so funny. I will have to watch it now. Yeah. Just for that, just for that reason. It's just one little sentence. And he's basically just calling the main character Rainbow Bright because she is very bubbly, happy. She wears bright colors. So he's kind of making fun of, he's not really making fun of her, but he's just comparing her to Rainbow Bright. I can't quote the thing because it's not appropriate for this podcast, (laughs) but it's funny. It's really funny. And I just love that even now that's still popping up pretty darn often. So yay. This is a good year for Rainbow Bright. It is. I agree. You mentioned it's a great year for Rainbow Bright because it's also the 30th anniversary for the Rainbow Bright movie. Yes. We can't forget that, because that's totally amazing. It's Dario. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe it's been 30 years. Oh. I know, right? But it's still awesome. It is. It's totally awesome. And maybe that's one reason they're bringing so many things out this year. Because the movie... I think a lot of people remember the movie more than they remember the episodes. From people I've talked to. Not me. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't see the movie. Um, I saw it much later. But... 
from other people I've talked to, like my chiropractor of all people, <laughs> saw my Rainbow Bright tattoo and was like, oh, I remember that movie. I thought Onyx was the coolest thing ever. Like a, a robot that could transform. That just blew my mind. <laughs> So lots of people remember Star Stealer. I can picture that. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. I'm I'm totally excited. I I want it to be out on Blu-ray so bad, <laughs> or something, and have them do some kind of release because yeah. just because the DVD was great, but now to find it, it's like ninety bucks. Oh, totally. And I'm like, oh, just something else, just to to get it out because. It, even if they did like a print on demand or like Disney's doing with some of like Return to Oz and Pollyanna that are like exclusive things, something like that, just because it would be amazing and just release it with a soundtrack. That's all I want. That would be fantastic. Yes. I'm behind you 100% on those requests. <laughs> Even if they like came with the new dolls, because like, you know, the yeah. 2003, some of those dolls came with a DVD of one of the episodes, just stick a DVD of Star Stealer in with one of the dolls. I don't. I don't really care how they sell it. Just sell it, please. <laughs> that's that's actually a good marketing point if they did that. They they released the the 18-inch doll with like a special edition like Blu-ray or DVD of the the movie. Right. That Hallmark, you should be listening to this. That would be genius. <laughs> <laughs> that would be expensive. I don't care. I that too. it. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> Oh, my aching wallet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I don't need to eat this, Mom. <laughs> we'll subsist on colors. Yes. <laughs> no, if they do do a Blu-ray, I want an honest-to-goodness transfer. I don't want a fake widescreen. I want real widescreen. Yes. I'm never going to get it, yes. but I can want it. <laughs> you never know. This is true. But yeah, I agree. I I got the Adam Green Gables special edition widescreen. I was so excited. And then I was like, this is not widescreen. Oh, failure. Oh, that was so upset. So mad. I'm like, you just zoomed in and cropped it. (laughs) So upset. Not cool. No, not at all. Well, I hate when I do that because you end up with a lot of headshots. Yes. So I use people's heads. Yeah, and when you're talking about Rainbow Bright, especially with watching Star Stealer, on even on Feeling and on uh, when it was on Netflix, when it was that fake widescreen, you know, you see that scene when Onyx is there, and all you see is Onyx Starlight, the, and, and all you see is like Rainbow Bright's head. Yeah, <laughs> because Starlight is so big because he's kneeling down to poke him, so they had to keep him in the shot. But Rainbow is so small in comparison. All you got was her head. <laughs> disappointing so yeah if they do it they might as well take the time to do it properly this time even if that means delaying it till next year we could survive until then as long as it gets done yes Yes. and since you mentioned a soundtrack i'm totally behind you on that as well i want like the score from the original episodes and they just did this for he-man and the masters of the universe so it can be done if you go to lalalandrecords.com there is an exclusive He-Man Masters of the Universe soundtrack. It's limited edition. They're only making 3,000 of them. But you can buy this two-disc set that has a ton of music on it. Over 90 minutes of it is previously unreleased music. 
So there's there's stuff on there that nobody's even heard before. So yeah, if they did something like that, even just for the collectors, if it was a limited edition run, a special edition, whatever you want to call it, I'd be all over that. We should bombard that record label and be like, get these, get these, get these. Yes. <laughs> well, with right, with the Star Stealer, which is produced by Warner Brothers, that is probably in Time Warner's pocket. And Time Warner is stingy with their stuff. No offense, but they are. That could be tricky. But even if we just got the score from the original episodes, I would be completely happy with that. Yeah, there's the the scene where she's making the rainbow wall is some of my favorite music. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I would love, I used to record the episodes on two audio cassettes so I could listen to the music. Oh, that's adorable! But yeah, but I love it. I mean, I just think, and you would think if they did do like a special, you know, X amount of printing, you know, and even made them... I mean, I'd want them to do both the movies, I mean, both the movie and the the series, but did like a double disc thing or, or whatever and sold it for, you know, 40 bucks or whatever it would be. There are people out there, all three of us probably included. Oh, yeah. That would buy that. And, totally. you know, the, the first thing I would do is, is get it and then tw- uh, tweet Bettina and say, OK, I have this coffee. Will you sign it? <laughs> Because I am such a nerd about about music scores and scripts. I I just love all of all of that stuff. I collect soundtracks, I collect scores and scripts and and one of my favorite things is to do is to to read them and while I'm listening to the score and then see what's different and I am just the biggest nerd on the planet, which is why I'm still <laughs> single, but it's it's fun for me and and that especially the music there's that scene in rainbow bright and the star stealer where um they're just coming towards spectra and the rainbow shoots out of the darkness and it's so pretty there's just something about that scene it's my favorite scene the scene in the whole movie just because the way that that it's lit and the music it's so beautiful and i really really want it to have to listen to without the you know, the sound effects and the, as much as I love Bettina and, and the voice of Rainbow, just to have the music because there's something very soothing about it. Yes. I am with you there, buddy. <laughs> Before we get too off topic, uh, I did want to interview Kenneth a little bit while we have him on the line. Basically, like, I'm curious how you originally found out about Rainbow Bright, um, what age you were, what were your favorite things. We'll get to other stuff later, but let's at least start with that. Like, how did you first get exposed to Rainbow Bright? I was exposed when my grandmother bought me the doll. Um, I was born really early. And the story that I was always told was that she went out and bought the doll. It was my first toy, yada, yada, yada. You know, day I was born. And then from watching your videos, I'm like, wait a minute, that can't be true because the dolls were made in 84. I was born in 83, so I did not have it since the day I was born. Oh, <laughs> really upset. <laughs> but I've had I've had the same rainbow white bright doll as long as I can remember, and I've just always gravitated towards the show. I remember waking up really early in the mornings to to watch it when it would come on television. I was always renting it, and my parents eventually figured out that because they were grown-ups at the time, they would stay up late. They had all of the videos recorded onto one tape, like one like long play cassette tape mm-hmm. and um, or videotape, and they would have it ready in the VCR. 
And my father would set out a box of cereal and a bowl and, you know, a spoon and have the milk where I could get it in the fridge. And I would just make myself cereal, go and watch Rainbow Bright for hours. Like, and I was totally happy, <laughs> took care of myself, did all that. And um, it just kind of grew and event like it just, it didn't go away. Like I, I still, anytime I was having a bad day or something was upset, they would put it in and I would just get happy. So they, it just, it's always been around. There's not a time in my life that I can remember not having something of this, this cartoon. And, and when I was little, you know, my aunts and cousins, they would refer to me as little Rainbow Bright just because I was always bright and happy and, you know, had that very Rainbow Bright punky Brewster attitude of I can do anything, you know? And, and so I owe a great deal of, of what I do to, to that. Oh, that's such a sweet story. I love it. <laughs> Even if it wasn't the doll presented to you on the day of your birth, it's still an amazing story. I love that so much. Thank you. Now, you collect some Rainbow Bright items, correct? I I collect whatever I can find. Um, obviously, not as, as much as you and Renee do. Like, you guys are, like, the mecca of Rainbow Bright Land. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of Rainbow Land. And, um, but I, anything especially having to do, you know, press kits, photos. I have some of the dolls. I have, like, the Color Castle posters. Um, really anything I can, now as an adult, anything I can find. But um, my, one of my prized possessions is I went to New York to toy play. First time in New York, got off the plane. My cousin Echo goes, what do you want to do? I whip out one of the coloring books and point to the toy play address and say, I want to go here. Did you really? I did. And I'm like, we're going where they make Rainbow Bright. And Echo's like, <laughs> why not? So we show up to toy play. I'm assuming it was, it was like a warehouse where, where places would go to, to buy what they wanted, you know, for their stores to sell. Mm-hmm. And here comes me, you know, just this little Rainbow Bright fan, just wanting to see what they had. They had so much stuff that we've never seen. And at the, the guy was really lovely and showed us around. And, you know, we saw the hampers. There were picture frames. There were, you know, T-shirts and clothing and bags and, and toys that never made it anywhere. Like, you never, they were never made. It was so amazing. And so he, at the end of it, he's like, oh, hold on a minute. Came back with a talking Rainbow Bright doll and gave it to me. Nice. And it was so amazing. So I still, I still have her. Um, just because it was, it was such a neat experience to go, but yeah, I do. I collect anything I can find. (laughs) How have I never heard that story before? That's amazing. I don't know. I told, I I told you and I just recently, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. But it's, it's something that my cousin was just, she's, and she'll tell people, she's like, tell them, tell them what you did when we went to New York. What's the first (laughs) thing you did? And she's like, he wanted not the Empire State Building, not the Statue of Liberty, but where they make the Rainbow Bright doll. That's where he wanted to go. (laughs) And this is why we love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Do you have a memory of the items that did not get produced? Can you think of any the picture frames were really cute. I remember one of them was blue and had kind of like um there was one that was a cutout of her with the balloons. Oh, 
Uh-huh. And there was one that was the the one that we had on the folders. That's you know Rainbow Bright, Starlight, and Twink, like that kind of half shot, kind or where they had their hands on their or their chin on their hands. Oh. As I'm doing it, we can see. But yeah, <laughs> but, but they had that, and um, I remember seeing the hamper before it came out, and the Color Castle playset. I thought that was really amazing. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You mentioned T-shirts, I think. There, there were, there was, there was other T-shirts. There was like kind of like pajama-looking things, and I think the image from the the three were on it. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing some of the things, because um, I know that there was a scrub top that I saw at Walmart that I got excited about. So I may be confusing some of the areas. But yeah, there, I know that there was some kind of clothing, and like I said, the playsets. I didn't see any of the other color kid dolls, um, okay. which is what I was really hoping I would be able to see. Yeah. But they didn't have any of those. Okay. Well, I guess that at least eases my mind that they were never made. So I don't have to keep looking for prototypes <laughs> of a toy play, Shy Violet, or whatever. They just they don't exist. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm such a missed opportunity. I wish they had done all the color kids. I agree. But that's, that's super, super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, why don't you tell us, what actually do you do? Um, I do pop music. <laughs> Yay! I, I sing. I just had a, a single that came out on Valentine's Day that was Wizard of Oz themed. It's called Unlock Your Heart and it's doing well, which is I'm kind of amazed because I'm some hick from Montana. Um, <laughs> but, but it's doing really well and I'm I'm really excited. I actually, for the premiere party, I sent out an invite to Bettina and... Um, to Britta Phillips, who was the singing voice of Jem. And Bettina was so sweet. She sent me a message. She's like, I'm going to be in Montana for a wedding, but I'm so excited. And she was super, super sweet about it. And then Britta's sister showed up at the last minute. So she couldn't come. She had, she was like tweeting me. She's like, it's in my calendar. I'm going to be there. And then she tweeted me. She's like, I am so sorry. (laughs) My sister showed up out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's your sister. No worries. That's still super awesome. Yeah, and so I was I was so stoked. It's weird. It's it's kind of fun that it's coming about. And eventually one day I am doing a Rainbow Bright themed video and both of you have to be in it. <laughs> we would love that so much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we can just be in the background like fighting over a Rainbow Bright doll. <laughs> oh no, you're both gonna be color kids. Oh, like you have to be. You oh, okay. have to be featured, I'm like there. starring roles. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, what what color what color do you want to be, Katie? Oh God, um, our favorite color is red. It is, but that'd be interesting. I mean, I don't mind being a gender swap red butler. That work. I am from the south, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. But if I was to choose from one of the girls, maybe Patty. That would be cute. I don't know, but with the rainbow hair. I have to hide it. I can wear a wig. <laughs> we'll make you baby bright. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so adorable. <laughs> I did cosplay as her last year, so. Yeah, and you looked fantastic. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. And I do, I do want to know really quick, Renee, what color would you be? I would be probably uh, shy violet. That's who I was thinking. Me so I'm too. really glad that you said yes. <laughs> Perfect. You would look fantastic. Totes. <laughs> Put a big old purple bun on her head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, adorable. 
But yeah, if you have not heard his song, Unlock Your Heart, you got to go look it up on YouTube. It's so catchy. And I love the video. You did such a good job. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm ex- I'm really proud of it. It it turned out so much better than than anything I I thought it would. Like I was just like, oh, it'll do a little bit, you know, no big deal. And all of a sudden, I'm on Huffington Post and in Out Magazine and on all these places, and I'm like, oh look, <laughs> there's me. My I have a friend that his dad's a, a senator, and he calls me from Washington. He's like, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> He's like, every blog has your face. I'm like, yes. I'm like, that is amazing. And he's like, we're all proud of you. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I was so, like, ecstatic. Like, when the Huffington Post came out, I kind of fell over. <laughs> I was like, this isn't real. Like, this this is no, like, this isn't happening. And and then this magazine in Australia called DNA came out, and that they printed it in the magazine. Nice. And, um, like, an actual, like, magazine. And I was like, oh, my God, I have, like, this my first real interview. And I sent it to all of my family and all of my friends. And I'm just like, this is amazing. And it's, <laughs> I can't describe it. It's just like, it's so weird coming from where I've, I've come from. And I just, it's, it's been a blast. Like, it's really, really, really fun. And this is not your first song either. No, no, no. Um, I did a video called Fall Apart, which was my, the first single off my EP, um, which was called Fall Apart. And it was kind of a a big thrown together, let's see what would happen. And I cast my best friend as my love interest, which was both wonderful and awkward at the same time. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and she's my best friend, so it's great. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to kiss you. That's weird. <laughs> and I'm not an actor. He Tyler's an actor. He was on Glee. He's, he's done a couple of the dance showcases. He's very talented and, and a very, really good guy. And so he's all, he can do anything. And I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> act. I, I, my acting level is about a, I don't know, a middle schooler <laughs> trying to do Shakespeare. Hey, you could have fooled me on Unlock Your Heart. You did a really good job in that. That's because my manager's a really good director. Him <laughs> and his, the, the other director that we had knew how to wrangle me in. <laughs> And so, but it just, it was, they, they did an amazing job with, with directing us just because a lot of us were not actors. I think the, the Tin Man was a professional and a couple of the Aussies were, but me, especially, I'm just, I don't act. Um, I, it's fun, but it's, it's not something I would try to make a career out of <laughs> because I would starve. <laughs> well, I would say you're picking it up pretty quick. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> And apart from being a recording artist, you're also a journalist yourself, are you not? I do. I, I only review things or do things if it's something that I really, really want or something I'm really excited about. And I wrote for this magazine called Valley Scene, which is based out here in L.A. in the San Fernando, Los Angeles area. And um, my editor has been really great about me being really geeky about Rainbow Bright and Sailor Moon. I did an article on Rainbow Bright for the 20th anniversary, Um, got an interview with Bettina and a bunch of people at Hallmark, and then for the 30th as well, I got to to do a few things. I don't remember if they ever ran the 30th anniversary story or not, but I spent a lot of time at the Margaret Carrick Library looking at designs and and concepts for things and reading the scripts and, and trying to do this great big 
a story. I was going to do this great big expose on Rainbow Bright as if she were some, you know, seclusive or elusive celebrity. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do, I do do that from time to time. It's, it's been cool. It's been really cool just because I've gotten to meet some amazing people and, and interview people like Bettina who from, oh my gosh, the time I was in high school has been nothing but sweet and, and kind to me putting up with all of my questions and things that I throw at her just to be like, what do you think of this? And and what's this? And what are you doing? And can I do this? And she's very patient. (laughs) (laughs) She is wonderful in every, I I kind of go with the Mary Poppins, like practically perfect in every way. When I think of Bettina, (laughs) she totally is. She she really is. She's she's one of those people that you could. I mean, she's been doing this since she was a kid, so you can expect that she would be someone that's really difficult, that's very entitled. You know, there's a lot of of even voice actors that are you know that have been in it for a while, and I've met some people that I'm just like, you are not very nice. <laughs> but she she's just she seems so down to earth and so kind and. It's it's absolutely wonderful that she's she is rainbow bright. You know, she's just that inclusive and that kind to everybody she meets, which is a a blessing just because it would be horrible if she were mean and nasty. Oh, I know. <laughs> it would, it would soil everything. I think her family had a lot to do with that. They really kept her grounded and supported her. Yeah. I think so too. She and it's so funny that they're in Mon- they were in Montana. And it's just like, you know, we probably ran into each other several times and I had no idea who you were. <laughs> we just missed each other. So when did you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. in 2007, I think. Okay. Right after I graduated from college. Like, I didn't even walk. I, I took my last final and was on a plane. Nice. I'm like, Peace out. Well, I just had, I had a book come out. I'd done a movie. I had recorded some music. I was the stereotypical, I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to get famous and it's going to happen right away. And I kind of floundered for five or six years. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it was a great learning experience and it's so different out here than it is in, in Montana. I can imagine. (laughs) It's warm. In Montana, we have winter and road construction. Here, it's, it's pretty nice and warm all year. Awesome. (laughs) Well, you say you floundered for a few years. There are plenty of people who move out there and flounder their entire lives. So if it took you just a few years to get on your feet, I think you did quite well. This is true. I'm very, I'm very lucky. I, it's, it's very strange because I've always, you asked me when I was, when I was a little kid, what I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to do music and I'm going to do this. And everyone was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know, <laughs> go, go work over there and, and be happy with your lot in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, it's, it's going to happen. And all of my family, they were, they were sweet, but they were like, you know, this kind of a pipe dream and just be prepared for failure. And I'm like, no, rainbow bright. There's no failure. There's there's brightness and happiness. That's all I'm gonna get. And um, when the I had a comic book that came out in 2007, a, like a manga kind of thing, then they were like, oh, okay, well, well, you can do this. And then it didn't sell. It was kind of a big giant flop, which is funny to me. And then I was like, oh well, you know, on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And my like my grandmother and my aunt were like you know this is this kind of thing you know you can move home you know you don't have to stay out there I'm like why you know there's, there's something else out there you know one door closes another opens and I did a couple acting things and again everyone found out that I was you know 
high acting would be like, it would make Troll 2 look like Citizen Kane. <laughs> um, I'm that bad. Like, I truly sound like, oh, no, don't do that. That's bad. Um, I, I'm like, I'm awful. And I'm, I'm overact. Like, I, I talk with my hands. And, and I just, I look like a spastic. And it's really, really funny. So... <laughs> I, yeah, I have I have massive amounts of respect for people that can that can act, and I've seen people that I just I get blown away by by watching them, and I'm just like, you are amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I I will never be one of those people. I'll be the person that you can laugh at, <laughs> but not in a not in a movie. The videos are fun because they're short, and I put pretty people around me to distract from my acting. <laughs> Yeah, my manager said if we could get away without having me in front of the camera, they would. <laughs> oh. He he's he's hysterical. He's very everyone thinks he's really hard on me. Like he's really this, you know, this like beat me down kind of a guy. And he's not. He's he's very honest, which is hard to find out in LA. We totally <laughs> need to do our own and go to the San Diego Zoo. I I would do that in a heartbeat. I think the three of us together would, at any rate, would be amazing. But the three of us together doing something like that, like doing the San Diego Zoo and and following the, you know, the Rainbow Bright movie journey would be just for, I could just see us geeking out at the Jaguars and starting to sing, you know, all the little songs. That would be amazing. And yeah, I could totally see us. And I think that, that we should, we should do something like that just because I think the three of us separately have these very big personalities. And so you put us together. I think we would have people on the floor. Like, <laughs> I, I think we would just make that. No, I, I would be behind the camera. You have <laughs> to be a part of the camera. Cause you would, you would be the one you would have. Um, I think I told you this when we were talking, you would have me and Katie skipping along, holding hands, singing into the mouth of the dragon while you're trying <laughs> to pull us back to keep us from getting eaten alive. Um, <laughs> I can totally see you being like, like the, you know, the prim and proper, you know, intelligent one <laughs> and me and Katie no. just being, total goofballs oh totally <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i think that's what would happen and i think it was like beautiful. like no you can't get inside the cage i don't care if she went in there in the movie you don't go in the cage but i want to that's, that's exactly what illegal. <laughs> we're like so it's just a big kitty i love cats <laughs> get Get out of the garbage can. You're not going to find Murky in the... I don't care if it is shiny. It's not star sprinkles. It's something else. Get out of the trash can. Oh, and we laugh like it's a joke, but that would totally be something yes, that <laughs> Oh, my God. But see, we would do that, and I would never want to come home again. Because I would have so much fun with all of you. <laughs> be like real life no i don't want to go back there overrated (laughs) (laughs) this is happening at some point we need to start with the san diego zoo and then move up to us just taking cruises together yes rainbow bright cruise now were you i'm trying to remember were you on the rainbow bright mailing list back in the day i think i was 
Okay. I, I couldn't quite recall. Because, um, you know, some people went by nicknames back then, and now it's hard to put their real name with their nickname, and like, it's confusing. Yeah, I was never that creative. I just, I've always used my real name, which when my comic book came out, I found out that that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to use a pseudonym. And I was like, why? <laughs> and then creepy people called my parents. Um, oh. <laughs> but it was still, I was, I kind of felt like kind of awesome because I'm like, I have a stalker. This is awesome. I'm, I'm a somebody. <laughs> and then I started watching Lifetime movies and. I don't Stalkers want to are not awesome. No. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to pick your brain about, you know, the new stuff that's coming out this fall. What, you know, we've we've seen what they've announced so far. What are some things you want that they have not announced that you hope will come later on? I really want a Stormy doll. Amen. Really like, I just want her just because I think it would be amazing. I would really like... A Moonglow doll that doesn't cost $5,000 because it was only made in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love some, you know, and obviously the Blu-rays. I want I want those. But like when they did the Rainbow Bright Treasury and they released the, um, like they had the first, I think it was the first six episodes for five episodes, whatever it was, um, in storybook form. I would love like a collection of those or like a big treasury of all the books um all the cool yeah something like like that that would make you know just call back to the 80s because I loved the books loved listening to the books on tape that's how I learned how to read so it would be it would be fantastic to get to get things like that and some of the you know the other characters like a stuffed waja or a a night sprite you know a big sprite like they had something like that would be would be amazing just because I don't think we ever had those. I don't think they ever made a Night Sprite. Well, except for the Mexican one. Yeah, which I never got because yeah, sad. That barely counts because he was only sold in Mexico for a very short time. And if you didn't get him, you're out of luck. Yes. That I've been looking. I emailed Toy Play and asked them if there's anything shoved in some boxes somewhere like the, the Bedish group or however you say their name. Mm-hmm. I emailed their people. This is me being stalker, Kenny. <laughs> emailed their people saying... Are there, is there anything anywhere? Like, I will buy it off of you. I don't care. <laughs> and I got a very nice reply from someone that's saying, we have no idea where any of this stock is, if there's anything left. Aww. And they're like, we're really sorry. And I'm like, you know what? You took the time to write back to me. Thank you. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> Happy. If they release any kind of doll, I want it to at least be in a closed box. Because one of the bad things about the open-faced ones from the 2000s was you have people touching them. Yeah. And ruining them. And they just And they'd dusty. fall on the floor and they'd get dirty and ugh. Closed boxes. Yes. Please. That would be nice. Although I would still take mine out. I'm, I know that makes Katie cringe. Yes, it does! Um, <laughs> but I, I would take it out to have it because I have them all. My dream is to have a shelf with all of them. Nice. Like on it. Well, honestly, if they, yeah, if they were in boxes, I would just get two so I could open one and keep one in the box. That's true too. See, Hallmark, you would make so much money just off of the three of us alone. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, you will. (laughs) That is happening. That's absolutely happening. Yeah. Stormy is definitely number one on my list. 
And I agree with you on Moonglow because there are still so many fans that don't have one because she was only released in Germany and she still goes for well above $100 anytime you can get your hands on one on eBay. So, yeah. Well, Renee, you have seen my exhaustive list of all the things I want. But uh, before I get into any of those, what are some things you want other than boxes? <laughs> Box dolls. Um, I, of course, I'm in the same camp of that I want uh, a Stormy in the same style as the Mattel dolls from the 1980s. That way they blend. Yes. Basically, I want those prototypes that they didn't produce to actually get produced. We need a Stormy, we need a Moonglow, and I would definitely love to see a Skydancer, hard body Skydancer. Yes. Or a plush Skydancer mm-hmm. and Sunriser to go with them. And I would definitely like to see more of the other characters, specifically Chris and Brian. Yes. Uh, I agree. And the Dark Princess. I would love to see her. I personally thought that the old Disney Ariel dolls, if they were repainted in their hairstyled, would look so much like the Dark Princess. It would be awesome. <laughs> so they need to think about that. And um, <laughs> I, as for stuff, of retro stuff, that's that's what I want. As for as for new, plus size clothing. That way you can wear something to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want boy. Like I mean, doesn't have to be just boy, but stuff like. Obviously, there's a lot of of Rainbow Bright fans, and obviously a lot of us are of the persuasion where we don't care if we're wearing girl clothes. But I want something that, that, like, when the Rainbow shirts came out for Mm -hmm. the Feelin', oh my gosh, I was so excited. And that is one thing I will say about Feelin'. Like, their people, they loved the video. They actually, they saw the video and they sent me a message um, and said that they enjoyed it, which to me made me over the moon. Yeah. But... They sent me a, a watch and a, a girl shirt, which I <laughs> I cut up to make like a workout shirt and <laughs> got lazy. But but they were so awesome. And I sent them a, a message. I said, if you have any of the, the rainbow shirts left, you know, when the productions and I said, I would love to take one off your hands. And they said, you know, it was a limited run that they had already given all of them out. But Aww. they were so sweet about writing me back in and, you know, just... That's one thing that I think with with people like me, like when they they do contact or they they reach out to, I will support them in whatever they do, you know, just because it's like they were nice people. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what it is, you know, with I know there was a lot of people that were really upset about the new the new rainbow. And I think they did a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I I remember you and I were calling each other, Katie. Oh, my God. Yes. We were flipping <laughs> out. <laughs> So excited. And when she, when I heard her hum the theme song, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And, but they were, they were all, they all just seemed, everyone involved seemed really, really sweet and really devoted to see what we, the older fans wanted to see as well. And I, that went so far with me. I thought that that was, that was really great because I think when the 2000 and was it 2009 came out, Mm -hmm. they didn't really care. (laughs) Nope. <laughs> about what we wanted and um which was so sad because we were that's the age where we could have bought and stuff you know 2004 we were just into college or or you know just out yeah not having enough money to buy things 2009 I was boom I was at the store you know trying to pick up what I did I only ended up buying a moon glow because I was like I just thought she was pretty <laughs> but 
I thought that they could have been handled so much better in the way that they did the revamp. Oh my gosh, it was it was brilliant. I was very 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 happy. I just thought of something that I want. What? What? A complete set of posable minis. <gasps> yes. Yes. That's on my list. I want that. A complete set of posable minis. Well, like how oh. many? How what size are you talking? I was talking um they were 10 inch, weren't they? No, 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 not the not the stuffed dolls, but the little plastic minis. Like strawberry shortcake dolls. Those little <gasps> bitty strawberry shortcake dolls. Yes. I want yes. rainbow set. <laughs> That's exactly so, what I have in my in my head as yeah. well. Yeah. Kind of kind of a little bit like the 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 2004 ish, kind of that, like maybe a little bit smaller than that. But no, yeah, all the of them. The 2004 scared me. But- <laughs> yeah, I don't like that design. I don't know what it is that bothers me so much, but yeah, they're just not that cute. I thought they were okay, but I was, I was excited. I wish I would have done more. Yeah, yeah. If they had done all of the color kids, maybe I would like them better. And plus, yeah. all of mine are still in the box because I was at least able to buy one of everything. I think. I don't want to say that and then go, oh, wait, I'm missing blah, blah, blah. No, I think I do have one of everything, as, at least as far as the dolls and playsets go from 2003, 2004. But I was not in a place where I could buy two of everything. So most of mine are still in the box. So I can't pose them and play with them and really get a good look at them. If I had some loose, maybe I'd, I'd have a different opinion or better opinion of them. But just standing in the box, eh. They stand okay. <laughs> <laughs> My my cousin Jody bought them for me when they came out because um, she knew I wanted them. And so for my birthday, she just bought them all for me. And she's like, here, don't don't spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I immediately opened them and, and had them in my room. I was very popular on my floor because I was the boy with Rainbow Bright dolls that nice. all the guys had to come actually see if a, a guy was man enough to bring dolls to go. <laughs> I had dolls in my dorm room. You are not yes. alone. <laughs> yes. And it's, but it's so funny because that it's, she's definitely a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, for people. And um, at least when I was going through school, people were like, really? You have dolls? You're not creeped out by that? I'm like, no. <laughs> They're rainbow bright. They're cute. But I, I think you're right. The, the posable dolls would be, would be amazing. Like, the retro versions of all of them would just be so, so cute. Yes. But, no, I want them to be posable so they could, like, hold things. But not, like, a Lego. I don't want that stiff Lego-y. I want them to actually be able to, like, to tilt their head or something. Yeah. Uh, cut, come almost like a ball-jointed doll. But, you know, but cute. Oh, they not Lego dolls like that. Except yeah. to make cute, not with the huge UFO head. Which dolls did you say? They had Sailor Moon dolls like that. Oh. But I mean, they're like, Travis has one, my friend Travis, and they're insanely expensive. And Aww. I'm like, no, no, I can't afford those. Make them affordable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want them super articulated like the Blythe dolls. I, yeah. I don't want to see joints everywhere. But yeah, yeah, I would like them to be able to pose a little bit. I think your comparison to the old Strawberry Shortcake dolls is pretty spot on. Because yes. those are adorable. Yeah, like They're detailed without looking creepy. And I maybe that's what I don't like about the 2004 ones. They're, I don't think they're very detailed. 
Maybe it's the hair or the face paint. I'm thinking it's the head. The head, if you look at a Strawberry Sugar doll, she has a very big head, something with a lot of detail. And the ones from 2000 are tiny. Yeah. And they lose that chibbiness. Yes. I think that's exactly it. And Rainbow Bright has a huge head. We know that. We love that about her. (laughs) But I don't know why they don't do the the ring. I'm thinking of the, like, you know how they have those monster high dolls now that have so many different things. Rainbow Bright, if they did them, not, I don't want them like Monster High, don't get me wrong, I, I don't want them to be Barbie dolls, but they are, oh, there's so many things that they could do with her, and and I think that there's, you know, any kind of dolls would be would be amazing. I love the new style, I love the, the way that feeling we did her, but she's not my rainbow that I grew up with, and I, I, I'm glad that the new dolls that are coming, or the new toys that are coming, are the retro because Mr. Glitters is cute, but he ain't no twink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if these do well, if they will do some feeling style dolls in the future, I'd absolutely buy those as well, but I'm glad that they're starting with the classic style because so many fans have been asking for that for so long. I think they're doing the right thing by starting with this and gauging interest and then going from there, but I got to run down my list real quick. Okay. I'll try to be quick. Um, (laughs) Definitely stormy Mingler at the top. I want a hard body sky dancer, like you said. I want an onyx in some form or another. I don't care if he's oh. plastic or plush or you're know, laying down, standing up. I don't care. I want an onyx. That lights up. Uh, that would yes. be an added bonus. I'm not, <laughs> he doesn't have to light up for me to buy him, but sure, if he lights up, awesome. The itty bitties, I want all seven color kids, obviously. I want murky and lurky because they would be so cute as itty bitties. Yes. I want. Tickle Pink, Baby Bright, and again, adorable. Kitty Bright, Puppy Bright. Because I looked on their list of other itty-bitties from other properties, and they've totally done animals and horses even, or like um, Sven from Frozen, the reindeer. So they can do animals as itty-bitties. So I'd totally be behind those. I want Dark Princess itty-bitty, Chris, Brian, and I know these probably will not happen, but it would be cute to have Mrs. Dismal and Waja. Because I think they would just be so cute as itty bitties. I think Waja would be adorable. Right? He'd probably look a lot like the Yoda one, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Plock gets no love. I don't want Plock. Him and Sorrel can go right off on an (laughs) evil rainbow comet. Yeah. They were mean. Well, Sorrel the Sorcerer looks like Disney Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey Mouse. He kind of does. Yeah, he really, really does. (laughs) And then I don't know if you guys have seen these, but they make a couple of jumbo itty bitties. There's a Mickey Mouse one and a Darth Vader one. And these things are 24 inches tall. I mean, they're massive and they're really big around too because they're in the same shape as an itty bitty. They're just huge. And they have like, at least the Darth Vader has like a little belt in the front that you can stick little itty bitties in as like a holder. So I'm thinking like a jumbo, either rainbow bright or twink that you can put little itty bitties in the belt of. Um, I totally want a jumbo one. They go, <laughs> The things are like $100, but I still want one. I want more sprites in the same style as Twink. Like you said, night sprite. I definitely want a night sprite. And Orin. I think an Orin sprite would be cool. That would be um, cool. I mean, I want all the r- colors of the rainbow sprites, but if I had to choose, those are the, the two extras that I really want. What if they did the color castle as like a bitty bitty holder? 
Hmm. That would be brilliant. And then you have the domed, and then you have all the little itty bees go in their little domes. Oh my god. That would be so cute. I would buy that even if that was like $300. I want that. I would buy that and stick it on my wall and put all the itty bitties in it. Yes! Yeah. Why did you have to put that idea in my head, Renee? Now I want that more than anything. (laughs) Bye-bye retirement and future (laughs) child's college fund. (laughs) That is a great idea. Um, let's see. We already mentioned the, yeah, soundtracks and DVDs. I want more books. I'm glad we're getting the one. I hope it has new artwork in it, but I'd love more books with more new artwork and new stories. That'd be great. Um, and I totally agree with you too, Kenneth, on like a treasury type book that's just all the old books in one. That would be really, really cool. Closable plastic figures we already talked about. And then I just want some little et cetera things as well. Like I want more greeting cards, especially ones in the style of the original ones from the 80s because the artwork on those is beautiful. Beautiful. I love the old greeting cards. Like I've got a good a good stack of them in my collection, but I'm always looking for more because they're just freaking adorable. I'll have to see those. I don't remember if I've seen... I've seen the Valentines, but I don't think I've seen a lot of the actual greeting cards. Oh, there's a bunch. There's birthdays, Easter. Is there Christmas? I can't remember. I actually have a grandparent card. Nice. Oh, interesting. My dad my dad couldn't find one for me, and so he, he picked up one that was supposed to be to my granddaughter. Oh, <laughs> like crossed it out. That's adorable. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I want more of those, more stickers. I'd like some notebooks, some more gift wrap. And then after they've done all that, I would like some puzzles, some more clothing, some more like bags and purses, games, play sets, sheets, wall hangings, all the things. Oh, wall hangings. (laughs) That scrapbook material. Okay, I'm done with mine. Go ahead. (laughs) I want an app game. (gasps) Yes. I want Mm. a rainbow bright game for my phone. See, I don't play a lot of games. Even even if it was like something like Bejeweled or something, where you you're moving around colored crystals or something, I want I I want a story based game. But yeah, I that would be one I would buy because I don't play games on my phone either. But that would definitely <laughs> be one yeah. I would buy. It would just be I mean like you said anything and and like I would love scrapbook material like to do scrapbooks. I want. The wall hangs. I loved the wall hangs of the eighties. Totally. There was so much cute stuff, and I mean, and she—I mean, she was on everything. Mm-hmm. But I would like them to do a, like a novelization of the movie, or if they did a book that novelized the movie with like full color art, or I don't know who does it. Jim Shore, I think the the wood characters that are that are Disney. I don't All know. those etched ones where, yes. the, where it's like carvings. Yes. All those are gorgeous. How awesome would rainbow bright statues like that be? They look very German, but I feel I still think they're beautiful. Yeah, there I have I have a Belle that nobody touches because she's in her blue dress. Belle in her blue dress <laughs> is <laughs> my, the only Belle that I like. I don't like the yellow one. But I think rainbow bright done like that would be like I could just see like even a larger statue with the color kids etched into her in different areas would be kind of cool or something like that something like when they did like the Madame Alexander dolls um but something like that that would be really high-end artsy would be would be beautiful to have and a purse like the the Hot Topic one 
I oh, need yeah. to find one. I want one. They come up on eBay every once in a while. I need to keep looking on eBay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was just thinking I want another snow globe. Yes. I love Rainbow Bright. Well, I love snow globes in general, but I love my Rainbow Bright one. And I would totally love another one. Yes. I have the Rainbow Bright. I have two snow globes from the movie Anastasia and a frozen snow globe. But the Rainbow Bright is my absolute most favorite snow globe. (laughs) Totally. But things like that, like collector things, you know, would be kind of neat. And now us as adults... You know, I would totally have something like that in my in my house just because it would it would be something that I found nostalgic and something I can just see the the way that they could do the etching on her and and I can just see her beautiful as long as it's not that one pose where she's throwing the star sprinkles. She's adorable, but that thing has been transferred into everything they've done. Yeah, it's a bit overused at this point, I would agree. Yes, new new art would be, like you mentioned, would be perfect. Like the Christmas story, I loved, a lot of it was reused, but modified. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with it. Like when they had like the Christmas cake, I'm like, that's so Buddy Blue's birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that they redid it, it, I thought it was really cute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they modified it and made it cute. I love the the Rainbow Bright and Twink um, with him in the hat that you see on the stocking. Yes, yes. Something, something like that. Or even like I did say, like a Kincaid painting or something that's very high-end art. Because there's mm-hmm. so much color with her that something like that would be absolutely breathtaking to have, um, you know, framed somewhere. Well, something adult oriented as adults that we would use every day that you would like to have. More of the, like the coffee mugs, like the travel mugs and, and things like that, I think. See, I don't think I would use anything because I'm so afraid I would break it or ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I'm the exact opposite. I like, I buy it, I use it. I, have- I want a key to Rainbow Land necklace. That would be awesome. Yes, that would be awesome. I would wear that every day. Totally. Or keychain to go on with my keys. Oh, yeah. Yes. That would actually be... <laughs> yeah, that would be really awesome. I like this idea. See, that I would use. Yeah, things like, like that. And that's something that is for any age. You can give it to a kid, you can give it to adults. Mm-hmm. I agree, and they that see the key like the rain like the Rainbowland keychain or Rainbowland key keychain would be totally awesome. And I know tons of people that would buy that, even that are just casual fans, just because that key to anyone that's seen that movie is such a nostalgic and prominent part. And I'm glad I think you Kate, Kate, you guys have mentioned this and other things, but that they used it in the new one. Then the feeling was like yes, yeah. That was fantastic. I am glad that with the the feeling that she wasn't just the primary colors, I noticed that a lot of the stuff that came out right around 2000, that she was just, you know, red, yellow, and blue. <laughs> like the stickers and things. Oh, they yeah. Did. yeah. Or then the were... 2009, it was all pink and purple. Yes. Yeah, they did a really good job of incorporating all the colors in the new one. It was yeah. so bright. My eyes were just like feasting on the colors. <laughs> I I was at work when um, the trailer came out. I literally squealed as my manager walked by. Well, you were the one that messaged me, right? Yes. Yes. I think so. I, I was like, out I walking flipped. dogs, and I was just like, OMG, I have to watch this right now on my little phone. 
I flipped out at my manager's like, what are you so excited about? And I said, rainbow fright. <laughs> and he's like, of course you are. <laughs> and I watched all the episodes and I, this is me being stalker Kenny again, connected with Rachel on Twitter and I got to interview her for the, the remake. That was the other one. It was, it was the, the feeling that, that I got to interview her and um, I wrote her after every episode <laughs> and nice. just thanked her for doing things that, that made us, you know, lifers happy. And she, she's adorable. Oh, I, yeah. I just love her, but it's, it, it is cool when they take, I want more shrinky dinks. I just realized Ooh, yeah. I want more shrinky dinks because I have, I have the shrinky dink collector set. And yes, Katie, I did open it because <gasps> I was, I had had, it was right after I had a car accident okay. and I wanted to make myself feel better. So I colored them. I'll give you a pass in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I colored them and I was like, I want all the color kids. And I was so excited because these were some of the first things that I remember my grandmother buying them for my older cousins and me not being able to color correctly. My cousin Sherry was very meticulous about how perfect everything had to be. So she colored them and made them for me. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, I I just remember I'm like, oh, I want these. And so I sat there like a five-year-old. And watch them shrink in the oven. And I cannot tell you how much joy it brought me to watch these things shrink down and get pretty. That's so cute. Oh yes. my gosh. And so I want them all. And for them to include Stormy and Moonglow, I want them in everything. Yes. And some kind of origin story for Tickle Pink. That would be great. Something for Moonglow. I, and for Moonglow, yeah. that's... Stormy, Tickle Pink, and Moonglow all yes. need backstories. Yep. Yes. And Hallmark, we are all three available if you want us to be consultants. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just think something like that would be, would be great if they, if they were to go back and do... Because that was when, when they did the 2004, that was one of the things that kind of bothered me. Was I got it. I loved it. But they brought her back like she'd never gone away. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, kids today aren't going to know who she is. And nothing was out, um, you know, DVD-wise at that point. So it's not like parents could have, except for the, you know, the star-sprinkled episode. But I'm like, nothing for parents to show who she was, where she came from, you know, why she is what she is. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was kind of a missed opportunity. And then when they did 2009, they just ignored everything <laughs> pretty much and and i was like no no there's no way she would want to go back to see her family they're dust <laughs> she's been in rainbow land over 700 years um but it's just like some kind of origin story that would reintroduce her and that was one of the things that feeling i think Katie you and i talked about how we thought there were multiple rainbows or something along those lines I don't remember exactly what your your theory was on it yeah I remembered it finally after my interview with Michael when I forgot it my theory is that yeah the new feeling rainbow bright is not the same rainbow bright as the one in the 80s because red mentions you know the wearer of the belt in the beginning of rainbow land as if it is a person who changes over time it's not necessarily just one individual whereas the color kids seem to be infinite 
So that was one thing, that it's not necessarily the same individual being Rainbow Bright. And also that the new Brian is not necessarily the same Brian from the 80s. He could just be named after him because we know Chris is his father, but we don't know who the mother is. We don't know the whole situation. So that was one way I was able to justify in my mind it being an extension of the same universe instead of it just being a different take or a different universe with the same characters. See, Phelan, this is why we need more. (laughs) Because I I remember... I was going to say, when you bring procreation to anything that is around children, I get creeped out. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But it would, like, I remember, like, one of the early tweets Patina did, because I, as soon as that picture came out, I tweeted her and was like, oh my god. And she's like, happy to pass the baton, you know, be on the lookout. I might do a, have a cameo. Mm-hmm. I literally listened over and over again just to see and watch all the credits to see if her name popped up. And, and I was like, oh, it didn't. I was, I was so sad. But I'm like, if it is something to where they do where Brian is the son of Chris, I'm like, well, if they made Bettina Brian's mom, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. <laughs> thought like maybe the original rainbow right decides to leave rainbow land for whatever reason yeah go to earth age like a normal person and just hand the the color bell over to a new wearer a new ruler of rainbow land whatever so yeah i don't know we, and if they don't make any more we won't ever know so they have to make more i hope they do i i think it did well so. yeah i think so too and kids were loving it. I think it. I would accept it more as a reboot than a continuation. That's I true. I can I can see that. I'm um, happy either way, honestly. Because exactly. I want my rainbow to stay my rainbow. I don't want to think, oh, well, she gave up Rainbow Land and is now the mother of this other... I want my rainbow <laughs> to stay my rainbow. <laughs> And that's true because then you'd have to get into what happened, whatever happened to Brian, and why is yeah. he <sighs> Brian? You know, and I, my mind no. would go to some horrible, you know, something happened to Brian, and you know, but, but I, there was some darkness in the original Rainbow Bright. I mean, beginning of Rainbow Land, that's some dark is, stuff for little kids. This is true, and I didn't realize how one of the the press things that I that I did I when I reviewed the eighties, the My Little Pony when the classic series came out. Mm-hmm. One of the things I noticed between Rainbow Gem, My Little Pony, all the shows that we grew up with was the girls, even the little girls, were still strong in mm-hmm. not just in their beliefs, but in you know strength of character, you know whether it be magic or, or anything else, you know, and Rainbow Bright fought things that, you know, little kids would be afraid of. And she wasn't because she believed in herself. And I think that's one of the the main things that I got from it was that you can, like my favorite line is from the, the end of beginning of Rainbow Land, um, where she says, you know, there will always be those that try to make the world dark. You have to fight to keep the wonder in your world. And those, that's what stuck with me, I think, through my entire life. And, and it's, it just was like, okay, that's the message. And, and now kids don't get that. Like they're remaking the Gem and the Holograms movie and Gem and the Holograms are, first of all, they're teenagers, which they weren't in the original, but that's besides the point. (laughs) They're not fighting Eric Raymond. They're not these strong women that were fighting this, this man that wasn't a bumbling, you know, villain. He was a smart conniving villain. They're fighting another woman. 
And and to me, I'm like, that's sending a message where, you know, women can go against women and that's fine, but they can't go against men. And I'm just like, that's not the the message. You know, even My Little Pony, it was dark. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Some of the original. Was, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Some, some dark themes and some dark creepiness. And I was like, my parents let me watch this. <laughs> Like, I think of the Bright Light episodes where they get their shadows taken, and I was like, that's just wrong. (laughs) But they still, you know, they had names like, you know, Sweet Stuff and Fizzy, and they were willing to get down and dirty and fight for their friends. And Rainbow, too, I mean, she put her, always put herself in, in danger and was willing to lose everything to save the people she loved. And you, I don't think you see that as much anymore. And I think Renee, you and I talked about it, but it just, it makes me very, very sad. And I'm glad that when they did this rainbow bright, that she wasn't just the bubbly little, you know, it's just going to be sunshines and rainbows. And that's all we have. You know, they fought stuff. That was great. Absolutely. I do want Brian's motorcycle because it was totally modeled after Onyx. Onyx. Right? Totally. That was awesome. (laughs) I was so stoked. I'm like, (laughs) wait, is that? (gasps) It is. I didn't even notice it at first. I don't remember if it was you or Renee. It was one of you that told me, I think. I don't I know I called you being super excited, but I don't remember if you'd already known or not. But (laughs) I was so stoked. Yeah. When I saw, you know, after whoever it was told me and I saw it again, I was like, oh, duh. Why didn't I notice that before? But yeah, I love that. Just the, the attention to detail was fantastic. It really was. And it, it's something, like I said, I was very surprised about just because <laughs> it seemed like the other versions just didn't care. They were like, let's make money. Yeah. And this one, I mean, they didn't sell anything. They, I mean, obviously they didn't, they sold the prescription for the prescription, the subscription <laughs> to feeling, but they didn't make toys to sell. They didn't, you know, they weren't, they didn't do toys first to make a cartoon. They did something, I think, as a tester, hopefully just a tester. And, and like you said, the, the detail, her humming the theme song, the Santa Chris, you know, the prism, the Onyx motorcycle. And there was a bunch of others that I was just like, I was super impressed because I'm like, they could have totally not done any of that and still been something cute. Mm -hmm. So I thought that, that, you know, the artists and the writers did a really great job of, of capturing that. Absolutely. Oh, now I'm all nostalgic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now I want to go sit down and watch them all again. <laughs> I, I did do that one day. I watched the, I marathoned it. Nice. You know, start to finish. And I misplaced my, my beginning, my mega disc with the beginning of Rainbow Land on it. Because I'm like, oh, I'll know where it's at. But I just went through all of the original, the movie, and then the feeling. And by the end of it, I'm sure my roommates were totally sick of Rainbow Bright Day. But <laughs> then I'm like, it's okay. It's Rainbow Bright. Just sit back and smile. My excitement was that feeling would do, would kind of take off like My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. And my, my manager keeps saying, he's like, it's Rainbow Bright. What is she going to do? I'm like, make the world bright and beautiful. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but it's it's not because My Little Pony has undertones and and things that you know make adults giggle, which you really couldn't do with Rainbow Bright, but you could still make her pretty awesome. And and you know I think that you could definitely 
I want to see more. I oh, yeah. really hope that they do more. Rainbow Bright is a superhero. Anybody who she says did. otherwise can take it up with me. Yeah. She saved Earth from an eternal winter. Yes. Boosh. All you need to exactly. know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, and, and she she's a superhero and she's, I don't know, she's, it's rare, I think. I mean, and maybe it's because it's, this is just our thing, but I don't know how many things out there do bring people together like, like, like Rainbow Bird does, like I said, with you and, and Renee. I've known you guys for going on, what, maybe 10 years now? Yeah. And, you know, we've all stayed in contact and there's just something it was like lightning hit when that thing happened and it still resonates which is great you know like you said in all these tv shows people that probably are not you know i call you know we're crazy but we're loyal and (laughs) you have people out there that aren't like the people that wrote that the Kimmy Schmidt show and and you know all these other things they're probably not the super fans but she's still in pulp culture's mind. Family Guy, when they did their thing, mm-hmm. I seriously doubt Seth MacFarlane was, you know, a diehard Rainbow Bright fan. But she made it in. Robot Chicken makes you guess, though. That, yeah. <laughs> oh, they do that to all the properties. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I do think it's, it is kind of when he did the one where you saw all the color kids. I was like, they all look pretty legit yeah they did their research at least (laughs) yeah it's and i think i mean i just i think it's great that you have i love the robot chicken ones i my favorite is the rainbow dim one i don't (laughs) know why it always just makes me just die i just think it's so funny and the oh the one where where murky and lurky are gay yeah i just die i like it's i mean (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, someone had to do it. <laughs> and, but I mean, just, it was so funny, but it's, it's just, I'm glad that, that she's out and she's coming back and, and hopefully, you know, Hallmark seems to have at least this time paid attention because now we are the age where we can go out, buy the stuff, not, you know, necessarily, I wouldn't, I don't have children to buy it for, but I will buy it for me. Yeah. And a lot know? of fans are going to be buying this for their kids. So exactly. I'm super excited that, yeah, I think you're right. They're just catching it at just the right time where we have the funds that we can buy it for ourselves and for others, whether it's our children, our friends' children, our nieces, our nephews, whoever, we will be spreading the rainbow love everywhere. <laughs> oh, I think so. Cause it's, you know, it's like that they did that when the, the nineties with some of the, the properties that came out again, when like with the land of the lost and, and things like that, that kind mm-hmm. of blew up you know, that my parents had watched. So they went went out and bought me all this stuff because they loved it. And and so now that they're taking the time, it's like, just please keep it coming. Like, it's, you know, and, and it seems like everything 80s is coming back. Oh, you yeah. know, it's everywhere. The Goldbergs, you know, is a huge hit, which I've never, I've never seen. But My Little Pony Care Bears are coming back. Um, There's a new Inspector Gadget out now. Yeah, exactly. On it's, Netflix. It's like, yep. I'm excited. And a new Chipmunks. Have... There's another one? Yes, although it's only available in France right now, then it's going to the UK, then it's maybe coming here. <laughs> I'm so frustrated that I can't watch it yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's coming. It's it's great. Like, I'm glad. And, and it, it's people our age group in Hollywood, like with the Gem movie, the Turtles, you know. Mm-hmm. And how they've they've marketed. I 
when I first heard about the Turtles movie, I was so mad. Because um, <laughs> the way that Michael Bay, and it was genius looking back on it. But he's like, oh, no, they're going to be aliens, and they're going to do this. And I remember just being furious because it's like teenage mutant, yeah, not teenage aliens. <laughs> and then, you know, they didn't do it. And having how Megan Fox commented because he said, oh, so they're like they're aliens. And she just looks at the camera like she's looking at the other actresses. No, that would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like brilliant and gem and, and all these things. And hopefully, you know, if I think if this gem movie, I'm hoping it's along those lines. And a lot of the things we've heard are just trying to be sneaky and they're, they are going to do how it was because it's the first major property of the eighties that's getting the big Hollywood treatment Mm -hmm. and could open the the door. Female property of the eighties. First female property. Sorry. Yes. And it could open the doors for She-Ra. And, yes. you know, so which would be amazing. And I know that they are trying to reboot a Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. Which would be great. But to have She-Ra, it would be nice to have good, strong women characters. Because I remember Hollywood, as horrible as it sounds, can be a sexist industry mm-hmm. where females don't sell. And it's like, no, it's not that females don't sell. Men don't write them the way that women write them. Yeah. And um, I remember Christy Martin, that was one of Christy's big, Christy Martin who created Gem, that was one of her big concerns with the Gem movie. And so, but if it does well, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, Rainbow Bright, well, I don't know how you could really make her for, like, I, I think you could make her for teenagers. You can give the colors certain powers and have this and that. And I think it could be done, if done correctly, it could be something like like the Gem comic book. I think they could totally do... A, a Rainbow Bright comic book that could be geared towards, you know, children and, and teenagers. Um, and they could do it in a way that would be interesting. Just make her more powerful, make the danger more epic. And there you go. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the Sailor Jupiter. Moon. Exactly. Exactly. Even that's back. <laughs> so it's, it would be wonderful to have, to have something like that. And I hope, I hope that they do eventually go back and redo a, uh, origin story that explains how everything or everyone at least and why Tickle Pink has a tattoo and doesn't have a tattoo. Right? That's one burning question. <laughs> it was just a temporary one. She was yes, playing she was around that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember thinking like I'm like, who is she? And why does she have a flower on her face? Yeah. I thought she was baby bright. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, they did. So, which would have made sense too. That would have made perfect sense to me. But I don't know. I just um, I like the fact that she fights darkness and danger and and blows up the princess, even though she comes back somehow. <laughs> so, kid, this was actually very fun, educational, and it's wonderful to sit down and talk with the fans. And thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for having me. You guys are phenomenal. I I feel very honored that you took the time to talk with me. So, thank you. So we are honored that you took the time to talk to us. Anytime. <laughs> we will Anytime. have to do it again sometime. I agree. Absolutely. In San Diego, when we do our big trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And big thank you to Hallmark for all the awesomeness that you're throwing at us this year. We are so very grateful. Even if yes. we don't get 
anything other than what you've already announced, we will be happy. We would just be extra happy if you give us some of the other things we mentioned. <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. <say that. laughs> yes. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will, of course, be reviewing any of the new things that do come out. So make sure to tune into Brightcast. You can check us out on thebrightcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And uh, send us a voicemail message. You can call 702-900-7827 or 702-900-STAR. Leave us a voicemail and tell us some things that you're looking forward to or would like to hear about. And um, is there anything else? I don't think so. I don't either. Just just thank you again. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much for tuning into Brightcast. And until our next episode, everybody, have a great day!